I'm Brad Locke, and you are listening to Prep Rally, a high school sports podcast brought to you by the Daily Journal and djournal.com. Howdy. How are you? Welcome in. Another week, another episode of Prep Rally. What fun. Brad and Podgator here. Yep. Uh, here to talk high school sports in Northeast Mississippi, as always. And, uh, well, baseball and softball mostly. Uh, we do have some all-area basketball to talk about, though. We uh, put those teams out over the weekend. We, but, yeah, if, if you haven't uh, tuned in before, well, thank you for joining us. And so by, if, if you are listening, then you've figured out that we come to you every Wednesday and can be found in iTunes, Spotify, online at preparally.djournal.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at djournalsports. And I uh, have to mention, of course, our uh, sponsor, Pizza Doctor. Midtown Point in Tupelo, online at TupeloPizza.com. Got the meat lovers today, of course. Why not? Oh, it's so good. Mm. Well, I hope you all have been good. I do have a question for the Mississippi weather, though. Why? It's it's keeps jacking up the schedules, and we'll probably do it again this week. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, – Try not to keep you all too long. Let's start with the all-area basketball. That, that came out in Saturday's paper. It's always a, uh, oh, what's the word for it, putting that team together. It's uh, labor-intensive. can be mentally draining. I usually get to the point where I'm overthinking things, and I probably did that this time as well. But all in all, you know, I, I feel pretty good about uh, what we came up with. Players of the year, if you missed it, Michaela Riley, girls player of the year for Tupelo and for the boys, Micaiah Miles of Starkville. Uh, girls coach of the year, second straight year, Michael Smith of Boonville. Of course, they won another state title there in 3A. Boys coach of the year, J.C. Hales of West Union. Had a huge season there, especially by uh, recent West Union standards. Uh, far They went to the state semifinals, had not been that far since, I believe, 1975, which is the year I was born. So, yeah, it had been a while. And they've got a lot of guys coming back next year. As for the teams, now, those were pretty easy. You know, I mean, players and coach, coaches of the year, I won't say they picked themselves, but the list of candidates narrows down pretty quickly once you end the regular season and get into the playoffs. As for the teams, of course, the first, second, third team, five on each, so that's 15 total players. 15 boys, 15 girls. And, of course, as always, the third team is the toughest. I mean, the girls' first team basically did pick itself. Naya Cook of Boonville, Reese Moore of Tisch County, Macy Pfeiffer of Ingemar, Michaela Riley of Tupelo, Maddie Kate Von Cannon of Walnut. On the boys' side, not too difficult. Demetrius Duffy of Saltilla, London Fields of Tupelo, Makai Miles, as you mentioned him, Tyler Shepard of Pontotoc, Kedrick Simmons of Boonville. Second team and third team, it's just the farther down you go, the harder it gets. And so I'm going back and forth. I mean, really, I spent probably 80% of my time trying to nail down the third team on each. And so if you want to check those out, go to djournal.com or pick up a Saturday copy of the Daily Journal. And that officially puts a cap on basketball for me for now. And now I can focus fully on baseball and softball. And so let's talk about that. We've got division races heating up as the – we're what? We're in the penultimate week of the regular season, basically. I think maybe there's some games early in the week of the 17th. 
But, yeah, this week and next week, especially uh, in regards to uh, division games or, or big ones, basically the last two weeks of uh, division play. So uh, I got out to uh, Fulton Tuesday night. Itawamba taking on Corinth in a big 1-4-A game. Corinth uh, undefeated in division coming in at 6-0. and Itawamba was 4-1. and And uh, I'd seen Itawamba uh, once earlier this year when they uh, rallied to beat Morville with a couple of home runs in the seventh inning. I, I knew they could hit the ball. They put up some good numbers this season. And, boy, they they went off Tuesday night. Fell behind 4 nothing in the first inning. But then the starting pitcher, Caden Prestige, uh, settled in and uh, pitched very well after that. And then uh, Itawamba uh, scored seven runs in the second inning. <laughs> uh, they, they scored two in the first, seven in the second, put them up nine to four, and it was no looking back. Ended up with 13 hits. Uh, took advantage of some errors. Uh, Corinth, Corinth had uh, five errors in the field. And uh, it's not just they're – not, uh, they're not just like – pinging you to death. Itawamba uh, can, I mean, they can stroke it. They had six extra base hits, including three home runs from Carson Shells, Bryson Walters, and Ty Davis. Walters and Davis both hit solo shots in the sixth inning to uh, trigger the 10-run mercy rule. So that game, yeah, only went six innings. Uh, Prestige had a big game at the plate, three hits, and uh, was really good on the mound, like I said, after that first inning. Got a lot of swing and miss. Uh, went five innings, struck out 13. Ended up uh, allowing just five hits, uh, and only one of those after the first inning. Then he had uh, the sophomore, Cooper Waddle. When he's not pitching, he's playing outfield, as he did last night. He had three hits, drove in four. <laughs> I mean, everybody one through nine in that lineup is dangerous. I mean, you got uh, Lath Holiday at the top, great leadoff guy. Uh, he had a couple of hits. And then you just go down the lineup, and you've Still, like, don't really have any easy outs. From Shells to uh, to Zion Ashby. I mean, n- none of these guys are – they all can swing it. And uh, Corinth, uh, coach Kevin Williams after the game said that's one of the worst games they've played, acknowledging that Itawamba had a lot to do with it. He knew how good they were on offense. So, anyway, what this does is uh, essentially pulls these teams into a tie – uh, Itawamba now 5-1, and one, Corinth 6-1. and one. They play again Thursday, weather permitting. And uh, the winner of that should win the division because the, the remaining games uh, for each team after that, the, they should win. Then you got uh, in 1-6A, Oxford and Tupelo playing a three-game series this week with that division title on the line. Oxford won Tuesday 8-2. to two. So that puts them at 7-1, and one, excuse me, 6-1 and one in division. Drops Tupelo to four and three, but if Tupelo can win the next two, that would put them both at six and three, and Tupelo would have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So the Golden Waves still have uh, a shot at winning uh, the division, but it's going to be tough. They're supposed to play back in Tupelo on Thursday again, weather permitting, and then Game Three Friday at Oxford, one of the few games on Good Friday. Although I think with the weather, we're going to see a lot more games get postponed to either Good Friday or next week. Uh, We've got weather coming in here today. It's going to stay around till tomorrow. I just don't see much. uh, I don't see many games, if any, getting played around here on Thursday. But anyway, back to Tupelo and Oxford. Like I said, Oxford wins 8-2. Reed Kent, who I wrote about earlier this week for Oxford, just uh, continuing to tear it up at the plate. He was a 2-for-3 last night. 
hit a home run, three RBIs, and uh, uh, Oxford gets the win. They got the good pitching from uh, uh, Barrett Kamen. Hope I'm saying that right. Pitched all seven innings, gave up nine hits, but only two runs. Struck out seven, walked none, and they beat Tupelo's ace Jonathan Rogers. Uh, he threw a no hitter against Grenada last week, but this game uh, they were able to get to Rogers, and he uh, ended up going four innings, gave up five runs on six hits. So, uh, big win for Oxford. Just need to win one more to take the division. But Tupelo's been a pretty tough in division play. So anyway, I plan to be at that game Thursday, and if the Tupelo can win game two, I'll try to cover game three uh, as well. Then on the softball side of things, uh, well, Division 1-3A has been thrown into a little bit of chaos. Kossuth and Boonville played this week, and they split. Boonville was undefeated in division play entering this week. You know, they, they swept Mantachi last week. And they beat Kossuth in game one on Monday, 4-3 to three in 11 innings. My God. Uh, and then they turned around again Tuesday and played, and this time Kossuth won. Four to three. So that sets up a big series next week between Kossuth and Mantachi. Now, Mantachi beat Alcorn Central last night, should beat them the, the next game as well. So you could have some kind of crazy tiebreaker scenario going on, depending on what happens next week with uh, Kossuth and uh, Mantachi. But yeah, I mean, uh, Hallie Burns had a rare, tough outing. Got chased after a couple innings last night. Against Kossuth. So, I mean, that division is just, you know, those three teams are all, I mean, they're all good enough to probably win state. Of course, Boonville's won the last two state titles in 3A. But Mantachi has Ramsey Montgomery on the in the circle, and she's one of the best. And if they can ever find some offense, I would consider them a contender. And then Kossuth is just a good team all around. I wouldn't say they have a player like Hallie Burns or Ramsey Montgomery, but they've got a lot of really good players and some good depth. So, yeah, Kossuth and a Mantachi next week, and we'll see if I can't get out to one of those. Okay, let's uh, close it out here with the Athletes of the Week. Female Athlete of the Week, Parker Gates, first baseman for uh, West Union. She's uh, done well the past week. She was a uh, 2-4 with a home run, two RBIs, and two runs scored in a 14-8 win over Smithville on Thursday. That game went eight innings, by the way. And then uh, the teams met again on Tuesday, and Gates was – Three of five with two doubles, three RBIs. And uh, once again, it went eight innings, and West Union beat Smithville eight to five. Male Athlete of the Week, Drake Douglas, pitcher and outfielder for Saltilla. Over his last three games, he is nine of 12 at the plate with three doubles, a home run, and six RBIs. And in Tuesday's uh, 13 to three win against New Hope, uh, Drake was four of four, two doubles, three RBIs, and he was also. The winning pitcher went five innings, gave up three runs and two hits, struck out nine, and walked two. So there you go. Congrats to Parker. Congrats to Drake. And thanks for joining us. See, didn't keep you that long. We'll let you go. Just to remi- I want to remind you that we do come to you every Wednesday. Find us in iTunes, any of your podcast apps, Spotify, whatever. Online at preparally.djournal.com or on Twitter at djournalsports. Find me on there as well, at Bradlock. Thanks to our sponsor again, Pizza Doctor, Midtown Point in Tupelo, online at tupelopizza.com. And, uh, hey, everybody stay uh, weather aware and safe and whatnot. Don't want to see any more of these 
bad storms or tornadoes rolling through here. And if so, well, just take precautions. Okay, we'll be back next week. See you then.